Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigSceneDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Hey, everyone. It's Scott from Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast and the Zamboni Time Machine. If you want to create your own podcast, the best option to make that happen is Anchor. If you ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and who doesn't like free? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And what's up, hockey fans, and welcome to episode number 73 of Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast. I know, it's been that long. Recording here on April, was it 21st, 2022. I had to think for a second. I I was like, all screwed up. I was like, wow, it really is. Well, you know why? Because we just got a foot of snow. I'm all thrown off. I think it's like February now or something, you know? (laughs) It felt like it. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> oh boy! So, anyways, uh, we have got a, a, a family flavor to this show. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think our guest is trying to log in right now. Um, so, anyways, uh, before I bring our guest in, and before I bring the return, but returner mm-hmm. in, first of all, of course, my trusty sidekick, of, as always, Dave the Safe Warner. How are you? Good. How's it going? Good. How'd the snow treat you? Uh, I didn't even touch it. That's I was good. like, it's going to be warm enough. This stuff is going to melt, or I'm just going to drive over it wherever it lives. An extremely smart decision, my friend. It was. Exactly. I saw yeah. one lady out there. Oh, it was all slush. And I, I thought, you poor woman, what is wrong with you? You know, you, you, and, just, you and 14 people, I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> the same uh, uh, thing. <laughs> and that voice should sound familiar to longtime listeners of Marty's Illegal Stick <laughs> Hockey Podcast because uh, he's been missing in action for a little while. That uh, that shuffleboard table, yeah, yeah. drew him yeah. in, Tough drew thing. him in. It's, it's a, I, you know what? I don't blame him. That's and, a that's yeah. a really hard draw. Uh, I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he's back. He's back with us tonight. He is the one. He is the only. My dad. The Gumper, Leo Kinville. How are you? Oh, fantastic, Scott. And last night we split, so. Uh, but I was I couldn't, when you called me and told me that my man, the Drew, is going to be here tonight, you says, come on down. Absolutely. How you doing, my man? Good to see you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> you know, that's a, before we bring him in, though, I just want to ask you real quick. Now, do you guys play teams or are you individual? 
Individual. Oh, all right. Because I thought maybe you were on a team and you'd have like a really cool name picked out. Oh, uh, no, 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 because he's a, he's a Capital fan. I'm a Ranger fan. No, no, no. Let's talk about your shuffleboard. Oh, shuffleboard. Nah, nah. It's but draw. You draw it's cards. Not, it's not like Gumper's Quates or anything? No, 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 no. Okay. I threw some good ones last night. When he said split, all I could think of was old men and splitting their pants and then going, what the hell? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, well, a, that's a visual that I'm not real to forget now. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, make make fun because it has happened before. <laughs> so I'm going to bring our guest in. Our guest is coming to us from Maryland tonight. Uh, he is a former resident of the Mohawk Valley who lives now, of course, in Maryland. He is a Washington Capitals super fan, and he has got one heck of a story to tell us. Oh, and by the way, he's also my cousin and Gumper's nephew, Mr. Andrew Drew Bray. Andy, hey, how are you? Hey, glad to have you, buddy. Greetings, Marty's legal stick from Annapolis, Maryland. <laughs> how you doing, my friend? Good, good. Uh so, interesting story about growing up in the Mohawk Valley and why I'm a Capitals fan now. <laughs> no, here it comes. I think that um, the Mohawk Valley is either the epicenter of the NHL universe or it is the black hole of the <laughs> NHL universe. Because what, within like four and a half, five hours, you have seven proteins, right? Yeah. Sabres, Leafs, Habs, Bees, and then the New York area Metro teams. And I think really Philly up, too. You can't. You couldn't just go to an NHL game on a Tuesday night, it's <laughs> right? Um, and then we had my father, who was a Bruins fan, Leo, the Rangers fan, <laughs> and my great grandmother was a Habs fan. So I think growing up, I was just a huge fan of hockey generally. And we always had minor hockey, right? We had the original Clinton Comets, we had the Utica Mohawks. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So we were able to go to a lot of decent semi-pro hockey, right? Um, but I never really had that hardcore protein. And uh, it wasn't until I moved to Northern Virginia in 95 that all of a sudden the big show was accessible. Like, <laughs> you could go to these games, especially then because the caps were awful. They still are. I'm, I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> sorry. Here we go already. <laughs> yeah. Drop the gloves. <laughs> That that's how you kind of start that, right? Is that you just start going to games, and they're always on the in the local media, and it was easy to grow into that, especially as once they got Ovechkin and changed the colors back, sure, and you know, leading all the way up to the cup. Like I've been fortunate to have some really really cool Caps experiences since I've been here. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty you. cool. But you know, like you said, ninety five, so they weren't that terrible for that much longer after that, though, because they were in the Cup final oh. in ninety eight. Yeah, and that was one of the – well, yeah, but – Thanks to only the goalie. The final, they got murdered yeah. by the Wings. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I think any team that went up against the Wings that year was going to get destroyed, so. It was not good. <laughs> um, but then they had a, a decline. They talked about maybe moving the team for a while because, there was, you know, there's no attendance. And that, next thing you know, they're drafting Alex Ovechkin. And, you know, being part of that rise out of the horrible – years all the way up to the cup run was just like it was really cool to be a part of that and a witness to it you know our season tickets were seven rows off the ice right behind the net where the caps shoot twice it was great that's awesome that is awesome now were you uh were they still playing at the cap center when you started with the season ticket there they were yeah okay yeah so you've been a caps fan for 17 years since 1995 yeah god bless you wow i mean as soon as you get you know it's 
it's great that you're a Rangers. Cause I, I'm not even going to mention Scotty's King fandom. <laughs> <laughs> you're a good man. You're hey, a good man. <laughs> I don't want to hear it out of either one of you two. I've got more cups. <laughs> In the past four years. Scott, who? You'll, you'll, but Scott, you'll travel to Buffalo when the Kings come every year. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, and that's that's not an easy drive. You know. No, it's it's not. But I'll tell you that that Buffalo, the the arena is beautiful. It, yeah. oh, it really? really is. And you know what a setup they got out there. That's why I still hope, and I don't want to get sidetracked with the Sabers too much. But I really hope that they are truly turning it around because that that market deserves a good team. Yeah, definitely. Does. Why Why They're, do you not want to get sidetracked? Why is well, <laughs> because I don't why, want you why? to start dropping heavy saber knowledge on us, okay? <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, like that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, really, I mean, I would actually love to go to MSG, but to go to MSG, you got to take out a second mortgage at this point, so. Yeah, yeah I'd like to go to that new Islanders building. I've heard that. Yes, <laughs> the UBS, or, or UBS yeah. Arena, yeah. Uh, Last year, I went to MSG for free, but I don't want to say anything. <laughs> did they win? Yes, they did. You sure? No. <laughs> I can't remember that. That was last year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's right. I the can't beer remember for breakfast. Yeah, the beer was free, so you're, yeah. you're not going to remember that. That's yeah. Right. Well, it was last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, let me let me ask you this since we're, uh, we're on the, the topic of the caps. Uh-huh. All-time favorites, who you got? I mean, I'm sure Ovechkin's on that list. Yeah, for sure. Um, since Oshie's been with the team, I really appreciate his work ethic a lot. If you and he's really great to watch live because obviously when you see him uh, in a film the game, you know they're following the puck. But if you watch him live, like the way that he skates behind the play, how hard he goes, he finishes every check. Uh, I really admire that a tremendous amount. Um, definitely Alex Ovechkin, um, and to go back a ways, Oli Colsey was always a favorite. Um, I would ha- I one time I had the pleasure and honor of playing around a golf with him and really it, it was phenomenal yeah i give a sign stick over here how'd that come about uh it was a charity auction okay and the capitals were terrible then so they weren't <laughs> having a whole lot of people showing up to these charity auctions <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. talk about getting it on the ground floor huh <laughs> yeah that's cool and now i get bummed because if, when they have those charity auctions now you can't even get a ticket to get in the door there's so many people that want to go sure you know, and uh, yeah, that was a great experience. We went to Oli's Country Club. They had caddies. It was crazy. <laughs> was it like Caddyshack? <laughs> yeah. Well, except the, cat, the caddy goes, well, just hit it there. I'm like, I know where to hit it. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how to. Huh? <laughs> Can I pick it up and throw it there? Oh, no, yeah, you just want to be just to the right of the tree. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't specify which tree, so don't worry. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Oh, boy. So, yeah, so you said you were a, a season ticket holder pretty much right from the, the get-go. Yeah, well, and, well, we, yeah, we were for about 11 years, and that was only in the new building, though. We didn't get them uh, in the old. In the sure. Old so how much for and, and just so, because I, I've always been kind of curious, uh-huh. is the new building a lot further away from where the Cap Center was, or is yes, it in that same general well. area? So the, the Capital One Center is actually right in downtown Washington. Okay. Which makes it so much more convenient because then you don't have to go around the Beltway to the other side. Oh, okay. Mm. Capital One Center. Capital One Center is near where uh, the Commanders play. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You threw me off for a second. I was like, wait a I second. Know, I was gonna, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, I'm getting older. I forget these things, you know? <laughs> uh, so, uh, 
recent days, you uh, you had a, an article written about you for NHL.com. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, and obviously we're so glad, so glad that mm-hmm. everything turned out good, that you, you beat the cancer. Yeah. It Take was, us into uh, that. Really surprising. Um, uh, male breast cancer is only about 1% of all cancers diagnosed. So it's really rare. And luckily I caught it. I would have caught it even earlier if it weren't for the pandemic, because I would have gone for my regular physical instead of waiting until, you know, we were all vaccinated and everything. Um, and when I was diagnosed, it's, it was, it hit you pretty hard. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, all right. What's, what's, what are the next steps? And uh, throughout that, that battle, you had to do surgery and then ultimately four rounds of chemotherapy, which I just finished up on March 31st. So I'm very excited about that. Excellent. Excellent. And just before I started the chemo, Kinley had bought the caps, did another charity fundraiser uh, <clears throat> caps on cameo where they call and give you a little, little message or whatever. And I think that, I don't think that when you're a 35 year old hockey player that you think you're going to have to write, some, you're going to have to say some kind of inspirational thing to somebody who has cancer. Like, I just don't think that's where their head's at. Right. It's like, happy birthday, Merry Christmas, you know, <laughs> whatever. And um, it was really, really nice. And then uh, later on, Kinley, after, once I was cured, Kinley reached out to Caps, Kinley's my wife, and uh, just thanked them. And it was like, you know what? It was a really nice thing. It was a really great greeting. And the Caps invited us to a game. That's awesome. And so, you know, we show up and the marketing rep meets us right at the door takes us right down to the glass for warmies. And, uh, you know, Katie, had, my daughter, Katie, she's 10. She made a sign uh, for TJ Oshie. And like about halfway through warmups, this dude comes over and is skating directly across the blue line. And he's pointing at me. And so I point back at him and he goes, I know you. I know you. <laughs> and and he, uh, he flips me a puck. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That is great. Yeah, and the caps were really great. They also gave me uh, this is a team signed jersey. Wow. 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 That's nice. I was, wow. I mean, I was shocked. They they really ruled out the red carpet and uh, super great experience. Um, caps won huge, crushed the Flyers that night, 8 2. It's like a party in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it, it was it was a really special experience. And Drew, really, I'm glad you didn't say the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish he did. That would have been funny. Like, shut up, face. Scott. Shut up. <laughs> well, I'm I'm thinking of this playoff. I'm thinking of this playoff picture here, and I would like to see. I mean, I would like to play the Rangers in the first round. That would be interesting. I don't want the I don't want the Panthers, but I think there's going to be a little shuffling around right now. The Caps are the eighth seed, but they're within. They have some games in hand on the pens. Um, so I think that what you're going to see is uh, some shuffling around of those six, seven, eight seeds. Um, uh, yeah, ones and twos. And then we got another matchup tonight with the Leafs and the Lightning. That's mm. a potential yeah. first-round playoff, and they're playing tonight. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Well, I'll tell you, Andy, we got the uh, we got the video that TJ oh, sent you. you. So oh, if you, you don't mind, we're going to play it right now for everybody who's watching and, and listening. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a really cool video, so check this out. Hey, Drew, TJ Oshie here. Um, just want to reach out and uh, first of all say thank you so much for, for supporting me and the guys. Uh, really, I really appreciate it, our, uh, our fan base in, in D.C. and 
Cavs fans everywhere is, is absolutely unbelievable. Um, more importantly, um, Kenley's told me about, uh, about your fight with cancer and, uh, man, I just, I just wish you all the best. Um, hopefully we, we can, uh, kick the shit out of this thing and, uh, and send it packing. Um, that's basically it, man. Stay positive, um, which I'm, I'm sure you are and, uh, hope you're getting in some good family time and, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get a couple W's for you here soon. And who knows, maybe down the road, uh, the big trophy again. I uh, wish you all the best, man. Uh, keep fighting and uh, go Cats. That is awesome. What a, what a class act, really. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean it, just, it really was. And, you know, he didn't have to come over, you know, during warm-ups. Like, no, you know, not at all. But, but Everybody's screaming for sticks and pucks. And, you know, it, it, and it was just really nice. It really made me feel special. Great. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt. And of course, obviously, he's, he's our Olympic hero too. I mean, yeah. man, the, the guy is just an amazing, amazing on the shootouts. Really. Yeah, yeah. He just passed. He he's now played more games with the Caps than he played with the Blues. You know so, that I was wondering about that. I yeah. was wondering. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Just and passed I, that. And I'll tell you what really speaks volumes is that he must love playing in Washington because if you recall oh. for the expansion draft. He's from Washington State. Yeah. And Everyone he flat out told the Caps, don't put yep. me, I don't want to go there. I mean, that's amazing to not want to go to your home state that's got a brand new team. No, I want to stay 3,000 miles away from him. That's <laughs> yeah, and everyone was talking about him to the crack, and that was the big rumor then. I was terrified. Sure. I mean, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then the Caps did that thing where they gave him a goalie and then took him back. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it was with that expansion draft. I think every general manager in the league was terrified of being made to look bad like they did with Vegas. Yeah. I think that's what it was, to be perfectly and, uh, honest with you. Everybody was just scared. But it was weird how, you know, McPhee with Vegas at the time, he was wheeling and dealing well before the expansion draft. He's trading picks. He's, you know, making deals. Oh, my, I won't touch this guy. I won't touch that guy. And the rumor was with the Kraken that they weren't doing that. No, no, and that's kind of why where they are on the standings, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, probably a little bit to do with it. Just a little. <laughs> but, you know, truthfully, too, I mean, just looking back at that, you can't I don't want to say you can't blame the GMs because I even thought some of those deals were kind of like a panic move type of deal. Yeah. But don't forget, this is the first expansion draft that took place in the salary cap era. Yeah, that's true. Because all the, all the expansion before that happened before the cap. So, yeah. You know, I mean, I think everybody was taking the shit, you know, saying, ah, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, create some cap space for myself. But, man, what they Is gave up. Is really a salary cap? I mean, the Lightning being 20 mil over last year was a little something. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Vegas this year with the, the gymnastics. Of course, the Blackhawks were the one that started all that. Right. If you recall, with Patrick Kane in the 2015 playoffs. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. I don't, honestly, I don't even know why the, the NHL bothers anymore. I really don't at, at this point. I, you know what? There's so much parity in the league. I think it would destroy the parity. Yeah. I, I, think, I think you're going to have teams that would be just giant spenders, you know, and then you have people like Arizona. <laughs> well, they're only going to be playing in front of 3,000 people starting next year anyway. But. I know. I saw the ticket price list today. I didn't know if it was yeah. a list of what they're going to pay you. Did you see that? <laughs> or is that what you have to pay? Jeez, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Like fourteen thousand dollars for season tickets or something. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Come on! <laughs> and th those tickets are all going to go to ticket brokers, right? Because oh, yeah. the one thing when Kinley and I at the time, we we did attend a Caps game at when it was Jobbing.com 
arena in uh, in Phoenix. And um, the one thing that you'll notice is that there are a billion snowbirds from Canada that go to Arizona. Oh, sure. So who sells tickets to that building is whoever's coming to town. Right. Right. And I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing my team in a 5,400 seat arena. You know? No. I mean, I wouldn't want to pay that money. I would, no, I but I see Arizona every night. But I mean, I, I know it's a little bit warmer down where you're at, but like up here, let's say, you know, middle of February and it's 10 degrees outside. I can, I can imagine wanting to see myself play my, you know, my team playing in an, an arena that's like you said, 5,000 seats. Oh, and it's 80 degrees out too. That kind of helps. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was so weird because it was so hot out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wearing a, wearing a jersey to the game, it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I mean. I see my boy Ovi had uh, got his 50th last night? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Actually. So, you know what? Before we go get into the, the article for NHL.com, I do want to ask you, because we were talking about yeah. this before we went on. Is he going to do it? Is he going to break Gretzky's record? I think he is. Think so? And I think so. And uh, he's had uh, five 50-goal seasons since um, Pierre said that he wasn't going to hit 50 ever again in his career. <laughs> wow. Is that Pierre Maguire? That's probably why he's not on TV anymore. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> consider the source. It's a... Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think he's going to do it. I mean, I think if he had had a really down year this year, that I would be far less confident. I mean, but right now, he's 20 away from 800. Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, to get 50 goals this season, I, I'll i be honest with you, I thought yeah. maybe he would get 30, 35. That's kind of where I figured he would fall. Yeah, and if he didn't, I, that's all. That was that kind of my that was kind of my Mendoza line for, is he going to do it? Um, and it was right around thirty five goals. I'm like, if he comes in with twenty two, twenty six goals, I just don't see him doing it. But the things that he has going for him, though, are, he's healthy. He's a horse always. Yeah, yeah. And he's playing eighty games a year. Like he barely takes a day off. And he he's not the greatest stick handler. He doesn't have the hardest shot but he just has this knack for getting the puck in the back of the net. And it comes off. Literally, he shot it off the goalie's back in that foot, in that Flyers game. <laughs> well, he scored from below the goal line. This is ridiculous. Well, I think he could probably put the puck through, literally, the goalie on some nights. That's a... Well, I'll tell you, that, that, that 50th goal last night was a howitzer. He oh, yeah. 101 miles an hour. <laughs> the goalie didn't have a chance. Logan Hawthorne. No, not at all. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, it's always, to me, it's always fun to, to compare eras, even though I almost think it's impossible at, at this point. Really and I will impossible. say this era, more so than any other eras, it's impossible to compare players. Because simply, yeah. my, my reasoning has always been the equipment is so much better now than it was even 20 years ago. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's and no you, joke. But you have to remember, I mean, Gretzky, goalies weren't even using the butterfly style when Gretzky was playing. They were I hate still it. Still stacking pads and yeah. doing tick saves and the whole thing. Like that was just a different time. And the weird part was, is I wonder how Gretz would do now. You know what I mean? I, I wondered less how Obi would have done then, but I still think he would have been a phenomenal goal scorer, and he was as good a passer as he was a goal scorer. And that's not going to change. Right? Yeah, I think Ovechkin would have been okay in Gretzky's era, and I think Gretzky would be okay now still. Simply because Gretzky didn't didn't have one physical attribute that he was the best at, right? right? His best his game was his brain. 
And I don't care what era you're in. With that kind of anticipation that Gretzky had and that ability to, to read the game three, four plays ahead than everybody else, you can't teach that and you can't that there's no way that you can say, Well, he's wearing better skates, that's why he's able to read the game. No, that's yeah. not you know, that's that's not <laughs> it. I, I do you know what would be really interesting though? And I would love to see maybe into like a preseason game, how fun this would be to take a player like Ovechkin and have him use those like heavy Titan sticks that like Gretzky used to use. Oh my god, yeah. Or the skates that they used old, to have, or like like what Gumper when you had those what those Lange, right? The oh Langes. yeah, yeah. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Bring those up. I was gonna bring those Langs up. <laughs> this is one of the things. I remember when Leo got those. <laughs> And it was the first polycarbonate boot I had ever seen. And yes. It still had the metal blades on the bottom. Yes. Oh, absolutely. They're Lang Laser 2s. And I, I'm the next year, my folks got me the Lang Laser 2 Juniors. And I could not have been happier. Like, I, have skates, I have skates like Uncle Leo. That's oh, yeah. Now, you have to say that because I, I disagree with you on two things you talked about a minute ago. But, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I don't have my nephew mad at me. Why would you disagree with him on? Well, because I think uh, Gretchen, uh, Ovechkin will not beat Gretzky. Really? And two, I don't think uh, I hate this butterfly goaltending today. I, I like the yep. old stand-up goalie, the, like, uh, oh, what's his name, uh, from Montreal, Dryden. Dryden, I think, was the last stand-up goalie going. Yeah. But the, top, the thing of it is, too, some of these goalies today are so big, they're just yep. amazing. I, I says, but it's not like us. I was a little squirt, but there was, uh, man. I think of Vasilevsky right now. I mean, the guy takes up half the net. He's oh, uh, you know, sure, yeah. I'm but, you know, you. That's, that's the trend with goaltenders now. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's one of the even... things why I think Ovechkin, I, I, Drew, is nothing against your team or Ovechkin because I think he's a hell of a hockey player. But I think sooner or later, it's it's good. It's going to the floor is going to fall out from underneath them. I think it's because they're that's you guys you you got some great hockey players out there, and, and uh, boy, it's hard to say that. But I think Brett's going to keep that record, and that's just my personal opinion. You know, in the, that. That's like, I can't say it on TV, but... Yeah, you can. (laughs) You can say anything. (laughs) But uh, But for for so many years, um, that record looked completely untouchable. Right. Yes. Very true. The conversation, sure. is, is, ...is really interesting to me. I mean, and there's no one close today to Ovechkin. Although, man, Matthews is filling it up. Jeez, I know, right? (laughs) I know. I know. I mean, yeah, there, there's some good goal scores coming up, these young kids. It, it just, I, I will but, say. But these, these, this record right here is going to be looked at for a long, long time. People are going to be watching Ovetkin like uh, they watched uh, the soap operas in the afternoon. You know, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, you know, in this this era, you, you don't have the shadows anymore. Remember back in the day, you always, there was the yep. shadow, right? So a guy like Gretzky or Lemieux or Iserman or Dale Howarchuk. Yep. They had somebody painted to their the side of their their pants because oh, I mean God. it was just, they were following them around constantly. That's true. An or yeah, yeah, right, exactly, exactly. But and in, in the, a lot of that era, they they were playing lane hockey, right? You know, it was the pre-Soviet style where sure, you know, they're now everybody's crossing the ice. Um, Don't so like that either. Less stay-at-home people. Yeah, stay-at-home. No, you're you're absolutely right. You're you're right. And you know the the thing is like with Ovechkin. I mean, everybody says that it was about. You know, if it wasn't for the lockouts, he would have probably yeah, broken it sooner. But I kind of have a different view on that because I think 
I'll tell you what, if Ovechkin mm-hmm. doesn't break Gretzky's right, he's gonna come damn close. I mean Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun It's gonna be, be fun a, it's gonna be right down exactly. to the wire. Exactly. But exactly. I think actually, and this you know, this might not be a, an overly popular opinion, but I think in a weird kind of way that the lockouts have extended his career because of the physical yeah. game that he plays. To have that time off like he did to give his body a chance to recharge and to reset, sure. I think it could have helped him that the and it's not the only reason why he's so productive still to this in this late stage of his career, but I'm sure it helped. Looking up his contract, I can't remember when his contract is up. Uh, he just signed it, so I think it was four or five years, right? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, five years. This is from last the fact that he had his uh, contract right there on the him. screen. You know, that, that's a fan. <laughs> right there. That's, I'm like, oh, yeah. I have his contract right here. Okay. Right. That's amazing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I guess it's supposed to be up in 2026. So he's got a few more years. Yeah. And let's, you know, if you start doing the math and anticipate, I think that a lot of people anticipated about 30, 35 goals from him this year. Sure. And the fact is he's hit 50 and we still have five games to go. Yeah, exactly. Staggering. And if he has that kind of drop off, even if he goes down to 30, 35 goals, he's going to break it. Yeah. Right. Right, you exactly. Know, by the end of his contract. And, well, but, we can, you know, like your dad said, I could also see it going the other way and having just the bottom fall out. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you never know, know Drew. Almost, that's the thing. You never know. It's yeah, like uh, I mean, it's like my buddy this afternoon, uh, Paulie Tommaso. He's a big Boston Bruins fan. And he says, well, you know, we're, we're all hurt. I said, you're the yeah. only team in the NHL that are hurt? I said, we got a lot of guys all over the net. net. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude. And I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. With every race, every qualifying run, and every pit stop, Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement. With his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History, Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.